We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo! Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to what Welcome to the All Bases Covered Podcast. Sorry for some technical difficulties there. I thought that I had uh, joined uh, Sam in with us, and apparently I hadn't merged the call, so uh, the studio thought I was still on hold. So apologize for that little snafu early. But we're good. We're glad to be here on a Friday. NFL action is back. We got uh, Josh and Sam, and now we got Joe uh, lining up here. So uh, we should be good to go. How we doing, boys? Another Friday, man. What up, Another y'all? Friday. <laughs> it's Friday night, and I feel all Friday, right. But we got some football coming on this weekend. That's right. That's right. And uh, we'll have we'll be crawling for the Pyramid of Punishment. So, Josh, I got to ask you, are you on a – do you have an iPhone or do you have an Android phone? Android. Shit. I need to FaceTime with someone. I don't have Zoom so you guys can see this shit. Make sure everything's on the up and up. Well, give me, give me about five. I can steal my daughter's iPhone, and we can do it that way. How about that? That works. Now, I, well, fuck, you know, if you call my phone, though, uh, I'm going to have to try to call my computer. So you'll have to give me the phone number. Don't give me the phone number so I can dial out on my computer so that it doesn't interfere Mike, with our uh, Mike, 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 let's just stop right there. Wow. You're asking for my, do- my my 13-year-old daughter's cell phone number right now. That's and you've already made comments about her before. Uh, I don't know if I wow. trust that. Oh, uh, yeah. It's been we go. many, many well, years. Well, you guys are just going to let me have to draw and, and just trust that I'm not doing anything shitty here, okay? Hey. Where's hey. where's your wife at? Let her. Hey, we're on the honor system join the here, bro. And tell us. Uh, I say we run with that. My, we're on the honor system. The wife is putting the uh, yeah. the oldest kid in bed right now. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Mike, I will I will te- uh, you got my number. Facetime me, man. Okay. All right. I'm doing it right now, Joe. Hold on. There we go. Brooksy. There's Brooksy. All right. All right. So here is our drawing bag, which we will get to in a couple moments here. Uh, so as, as Joe likes to go squatting without a shirt on over here, I they watch all these You didn't know you were going to get a titty shot, did you? No, I could not. Joe, Joe's showing you the punishment right now. He's he's already halfway ready for his punishment. Uh, actually, it'd be for somebody else's punishment because don't they have to rub their face on my stomach? That is true. That is true. All right, guys. So let's uh, actually let's do the drawing first before we talk about the game because I'm getting a little feedback here because of the FaceTime call and the cell phone call. So let's draw. All right, 
Joe, 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 look at the bag here. This is where the helmets are in. Okay. All right. As you can see, as you can see, they can't be seen through. All right. I'm not looking at what's in the bag. Now. All right. Who's going first? Who's up first? Is it me? Is this my pick, Chris? Hey. Yeah, you're up first. Pull for mine. Pull mine. Pull yours. Okay. I'm looking. Look, Joe. Look, this is all on the up and up. I'm not looking at what's in the bag. Oh, the Steelers. Joe drew the Steelers. That's classic. And, Joe, you're going to be at the game. You're in the front row. Of uh, today, let's see here. All right, hold on. Daily line. Some bullshit. Steelers are six and a half point underdogs. So if the Bengals win by more than six, Joe goes into the punishment. All right, Joe got the Steelers. Is it sad that I'm going to say I'm actually praying to be in the punishment? <laughs> I fucking hate the Steelers that much. Like I know, I know. I I I have a lot of sympathy for you right now, Joe. All right, I'm going. I thought next. he had to pick the. I thought he had to pick the over or under on it. No, no, the it's the point spread. Oh, okay. All right, I'm going here. What do I got? Shit, New England. <laughs> New England is three-and-a-half-point dogs right now. Oh, fuck. All right. All right. All right, Josh, you're going next. Come now, on, Thanos. Now, for, uh, for the audience that's listening and for Josh and Sam, I'm just going to let you know, it looks pretty weird to see an Asian guy pulling on some balls here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I think he likes to tug his balls. Oh, Josh has got a good one. He's got the Colts. There we go, baby. Fucking bastard. And Josh. (laughs) And Houston. Let's go. Colts are seven point favorites. So Josh is the first one to draw a favorite. Oh, I did I did forget this little remember. Joe, you can actually – I forgot. You can put the Steelers back and draw again if you want to. Yeah, fuck them. I don't, I don't okay. want Okay. All right, so you want to pick again? And then whoever – whatever this is, you have to stick with. You can't go back to the Steelers. So if you get, like, the commanders, you got to stick with the so – you got to stick with the commanders. That, that's fine, but – like I said, okay. I'm still rooting for right. the Steelers to lose, so I, I can't root for myself to be punished. Steelers are going back. Joe draws the New York Football Giants. <laughs> so I already won. <laughs> the Giants are five and a half point dogs. All right, Sam, it's your turn. Yes, yes, J-E-T-S. Oh, Sam's got the Bengals. <laughs> Let's go. Wow. I'll All take right. that, bro. Okay. 
All right, so the Bengals, what were they? Six and a half point favorites. All right, so you guys all saw everything was on the up and up. There was no shady business going on. So, all yeah. right, all right. Yeah. Drop the so let's go over this again. If, on. All right. Let's, all right. let's just let's just go over and and make sure I understand the rules. As long so I picked I got the Colts. As long as they win by seven points or more, I win. If they win, yeah, by as long six as they win points, by seven points, then or more, I get the you're punishment. good. You don't, you don't yeah, right. You don't get. But if they win by three, you're going in the punishment. Correct. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you got to beat the spread, by seven or more. You got to beat the spread, right? Mm-hmm. Or tie? Is yep. it tie or beat? Entire beat. You have to either you have to get okay. to the spread. So if they win by seven, you're still good. Okay, that's what. But I was if they sure. win by six, you're fucked. They're gonna win more. Well, fuck, dude. Last year, fucking the Colts threw up a goose egg on the first game of the year. <laughs> they kind of worry me. <laughs> you know what the funny thing is? You're so confident, but <laughs> we just wait to see. Let's see what happens. I so. I don't feel great about my Patriots pick, but I didn't want to put it back because they are going up against the Dolphins, and it's Tua, and I I don't know, man. You know, I could I could be fucked though. It's only a three and a half point spread, so the Patriots would pretty much have to outright outright win or lose by like one point. Now, just to make sure, since I got the Giants, they're a five and a half. Um, Point favorite. So, no, they're five. No, no, they're underdogs. They're five and a half point underdogs. Yeah, against Tennessee. Why is it so? If the if the Giants win or they uh, get beat by four points, you don't get to face the punishment. Correct. Right. But if they lose by ten, you're fucked. So. Oh, okay. All right, we got. They're gonna lose by ten. Let's yeah, I know. They're gonna lose by ten. They're gonna lose by ten. That's all right because, like I said, I'd rather I'd rather be rooting for the Giants to win, uh, or at least not beat spread, than uh, uh, than to deal with those damn Steelers. So. Dude, Derek Derek Henry is going to run for like 150 yards against that Giants front line. Come <laughs> on, excuses. Oh God! All right, so let's see. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll write this down though. We got the uh, Joe's got the Giants. I got the Pats. Josh has the Colts, and Sam's got the Bengals. So, uh, should be interesting. All right, so the Bills absolutely annihilated the Rams yesterday, 31 to 10, in a game that probably could have been even worse than that. And it's it's funny to say that that the defending Super Bowl champions lost by three touchdowns. And it could have been worse than that. Uh, I got a question. Yeah, Josh Allen threw two picks. It could have been way worse. Yeah, he threw two picks. And one of the picks, McKenzie bobbled and went right into the dude's hands. And that, they were marching into the uh, territory of the Rams on that drive before McKenzie bobbled it right into the hands of the uh, uh, the Rams uh, DB. But here's, here's one thing I got to ask you guys, okay? Is Stafford's arm in worse condition than he's letting on. I think so. Because if you look at the touchdown pass that he threw to, to Cup, it was a lot of his throws were overthrown actually. If you look at his throws, he wasn't hitting a lot of his, his receivers. But the Cup throw, had Cup not been who he was, 
it would have yeah. been a, a, a drop by another receiver, I think. That wouldn't have been a touchdown. Didn't they make some uh, kind of – I'll have to say, uh, oh, I, t- I talked to you a little bit earlier today, Louie, and uh, yeah. like like I was saying, I think a lot of it had to do with that offensive line. That, that Bills defense got to Stafford, and I think that contributed to a lot of their offensive troubles. So to say his elbow's that bad – it's kind of hard to tell during this game. I think the next game is going to be telltale. So, so, so one I, thing I about the Bills, Bills though, defense is just that good. One thing about the Bills defense, though, they're not known for generating pressure. Their their strength is their linebacking linebackers and their and their secondary. Their front Until four this year, is not really... when they added Von Miller, you forgot they they got Von Miller, which yeah yeah, that, but that it's caused not a lot a game of changing. It's not an Aaron Donald. You know, it's it's not like the Bills were that much better than they were last year, that they were able to create that much. I, I genuinely do see – I mean, I'm not saying that you're wrong by any means, Josh, but I genuinely see a problem with, with Stafford's arm. I do. So well, no, I agree. I but if, if, you look, if you look at uh, the trade last year when, when Denver uh, traded for uh, – L.A. traded for Von Miller, Aaron Donald was so-so, but once he got Von Miller, he was a whole different story because now you had to worry about – Donald, you had to worry about Miller. So I, I think no, but you know what, Miller is like thirty-five. He's not. He's not generating. He's not generating the same uh, the pressure that he was five, six, seven years ago. You know, he came in hot towards the end of the season. But he, to be honest with you, if you look at his stats for, from the beginning of the season to the end, he didn't get hot until after the trade. And that's because he can't be a number one on any team anymore. No, but well, me, you, if you got enough, if you're quick. still that much of a, a guy, that big of a guy and that big of a name, people are going to zero in on you, and that's going to open up other people on that defensive line. And I think that's, that's what happened with the Bills' defensive line, is you had these guys that weren't getting any sacks last year. They got sacks the first game of the year. I think that's hey, the difference quick. that Von Miller makes. Yeah, I'm he, not saying he he's, the, he's the – Go ahead, I, Josh, I don't sorry. think he's like the the elite player he was five years ago, like you said. But I still think him being on that that defensive line still opens up the other players to do more. Yeah. Let me. I just want the reason his elbow concerns me is because if you look at Stafford last year, okay, last season he averaged an absurd eight point two yards per attempt. Okay. Last night, that was at 5.9, 5.9 yards per attempt. He didn't throw the ball downfield. So that's my Because he didn't have time. And when he did, though, he, 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 was, he was not on the money. He was, he was overthrowing his receivers. He was throwing them. It was, they weren't, they weren't pretty oh. throws. They weren't typical Stafford throws, right? They weren't. And it looked, like, it looked like that elbow was bothering him quite a bit. I, I know he didn't have time, Josh. But there was times in that game I watched where he had plenty of time, in the, especially in the first half, and they didn't take any shots downfield. Now, I don't know if that's because there's no OBJ there. There's no – Van Jefferson was out, who was, their, who was his big deep threat. Um, and, they, you know, they had to – Allen Robinson didn't show up. Allen Robinson didn't really show up. They didn't throw the ball his way. And then they were trotting out Brian Scalabrini or whatever his name is, the, the other white dude, his, his names are BS, his <laughs> initials are BS. 
Um, but he looks awful. Like, if Brian Skolaner or whatever the fuck his name is, is, like, your second-best wide receiver, you're fucked. And, oh, and one more thing. I mean, just, just, to, just to point that out, you're talking about Stafford not having time. Bro, his entire career, minus the last two years in Detroit, he didn't have time. And he's, he's been able to, to hit his receivers without having time in the past. Um, now, I, I really gonna... don't think it's, it's not having the ability to, to, or the time to throw it. He's ha- he has a quick release. Look at Stafford's release. It's actually pretty quick. It's, it's in the top ten in the league. So he gets rid of the ball fast enough to beat, other secondary, uh, to, to beat up the other team's secondary. I don't. I didn't see it in his arm, bro. Last night, I did not see it. Uh, I, I definitely think there's something wrong. I, I just. I'm just giving the Bills credit for how they played yeah. against. Stafford. I mean, also you also have Cooper Cup, and your your whole season hangs on on whether Stafford plays or not. So I mean, it makes complete sense. exactly That's true. Which you know, even Cooper Cup, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, he had a monster game, but he only averaged eight yards a catch last night, or nine, I'm sorry, nine and a half yards a catch. He had 13 catches for 128 yards. He was targeted 15 times. And they only scored 10 points. Like, so Cooper Cup was a big part of the game for the Rams, but if you can't score, he could have 20 catches for 150 yards. If you can't score, that that does you no good. And you saw Josh Allen spread the ball around Diggs had nine targets. Gabriel Davis had five targets. Zach Moss had six. Crowder had four. McKenzie had three. He spread the ball around. And Stafford had fucking tunnel vision for Cooper Cup all game. All game. And the Bills were like, yeah, we'll give you that seven-yard reception, Cooper Cup. Okay, fine. You're going to have that 11-yard reception. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess what? After all those 10, 11, they still had 10 points to show for it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and then and well, you so, gotta remember that yeah, he had so, one. He did break out one run too, so that was what a twenty-five to thirty-yard catch he had, which in garbage right, time. Yeah. yeah, but see, here's so. the other thing though too. If you look at look at Cup real quick, I, I know we want, we have to move forward, but if you look at Cup's numbers this year, I know a lot of people are expecting the same type of numbers from Cup that he put up last year. I think the expectation should be for him is that until. Stafford gets a, a number two, Cup is 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 going to do good, but he he won't have that explosion that he had last year. And I mean, he had, going off his first game though, people would say that you and I are both crazy for picking against Cup as wide receiver right. number one this year, basing on the numbers. But I'm going to tell you what these teams are going to look at this film and they're going to be like, okay, if we take Cooper Cup out of the equation, if we bracket him and if we double team him. We're going to make somebody else beat us. Who's it going to be? And Cup will give you those games where it's going to be like seven receptions, 85 yards, no touch exactly. against a really good secondary, right? So we'll, we'll see. I mean, if, if, if Stafford targets him 17 times a game, then he is going to have monster, monster numbers, you know, because – but, what, you know, what a lot of people don't understand is this. Maybe Cooper Cup is a top three receiver for fantasy football. But I, I had this debate with someone that Cooper Cup is almost out of my top five for overall receivers because if you got a guy that – and let me tell you, for Cooper Cup's career, 
he's averaged 10.8 yards per catch, so just just about 11 yards a catch for his career. But you look at guys like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, they're at like 17 yards a catch. So if I'm looking at wide receivers, do I want someone who's going to nickel and dime me down the field and, and, and you know, get like nine, ten yards a catch? Or do I want someone who's going to be a downfield threat that can get me 17, 18 yards a catch? And I think Jamar Chase is just more dangerous. I think Justin Jefferson. Oh, totally. I, I definitely 110% agree with, with both those players. The other thing is, if you gave one of these other receivers, if you gave Chase 17 targets a game, yeah, uh, he's going to destroy like every secondary that they play. He's right. going to be running all over the field. But see, Burrow's not going to do that. He's smart. He's not right. going to zone in on one player when he knows he has three good receivers to throw to, right? Yep, yep. Between then, Higgins, him, and Boyd, Chase, him, uh, Higgins, and Boyd, he has three really good options to throw to. And then you have a receiving running back as well, right? You have uh, Perrine, Perrine off, the, off uh, no, out there downs and things like that. And Mixon. Mixon can catch the ball too. Yeah. And, and they got Hayden Hurst at tight end. So, yeah, but if you gave Chase those 17 targets, I think he's going to be more efficient than Cup was. Yeah, if you give Chase 17 targets, he's probably hauling in 12 or 13 of them for about 180 yards and a, and a touchdown or two. And you know what? One of those could be breaking off for like a 60-yard touchdown. Right, because we saw him take a slant route 75 yards last year. Right. right. So, uh, but we'll see. Time will tell uh, about what happens, what what Cup's impact will be, and if Stafford will develop a rapport with anybody else. Um, so Lamar Jackson turned down the Ravens' latest extension. Uh, Joe, do you happen to have those numbers, what they offered him, or has that not been made public yet? Uh, let me see if I'm fine. Uh, he wanted he want to to get uh, to get it started though. He wanted. Um, Deshaun Watson money, right? Fully guaranteed, like two thirty, whatever it was that Deshaun was, had got. I think he wanted something. Yeah, he, wanted, he wanted that Deshaun Watson money. Okay, so and Russell Wilson had one hundred and sixty mil guaranteed. So even if they gave him one hundred sixty mil fully guaranteed, you know, just as in like one contract, maybe drop the number of years or something like that, he yeah. uh, he w- wouldn't take it. Or is that t- the the difference between Wilson, what Wilson's getting, and what Watson got? Is that what's causing the, the, the issue? I think so. I think what I'm reading here is that he he represents himself. He's not represented by an agent. And he See, wants, that's so stupid. Why do why do players do that? I don't know, but he wants two oh. Because they, the agents get 10% of that? Who cares? They get you the money, though. That's the whole point. Oh, See, I he's know. struggling to get himself the money where the okay. agent would have got gotten his 10% and got him the money, right? All right, here, I got the numbers. So, uh Lamar Jackson, uh, uh, the Ravens did not offer him the $250 million guaranteed that he was okay. looking for. Um, now, his fifth year, so this fifth year, uh, you know, this year, he will make $23 million fully guaranteed. He'll make how much? You fully guaranteed? 23, 20, 23 million. $23 okay. for this year. And but, I, but you know what? Hold on. Uh, just, just Sorry, just to cut you off, okay. uh, Joe. Uh, the, the last four years, this is a fifth-year option that they picked up. The last four, I believe he only made like $9 million in those four years combined, right? Oh, that's it? 
Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's yeah. why he's so pissed. Because he, he, what, he went, uh, what, 29th or 30th? Yeah, he was like right, in the right draft. before the end of the first round. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so he's he, he gets that big major he contract. He full five years. Yeah, every, every yeah. first round uh, pick gets fi- the five years, right? And the fifth year is the team option. Correct. So, yep. but the, the lower you go down that list, that, that uh, money per year goes down significantly, I think. Exactly. Don't get me wrong. Like, I understand, like, you know, he wants to get paid. Like, he's, he's working his ass off. He wants to get paid. But come on, you got to be realistic. Well, like, I mean, if you look at it, he is being a lot to ask for, these- man. Is. $250 million guaranteed? Yeah, I mean, he's looking at Deshaun Watson. I'm like, hey, Cleveland just gave him $230 million. This dude hasn't played for a year. And he was getting and... hand jobs for a year, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's, he's suspended for 11 games, and you're still going to give him that contract. And, yeah, I might have been hurt, but I'm a former MVP. I've been to the playoffs every single year. I've won at least one playoff game. So why not give me my money? Yeah, the Browns. I mean, I see where he's coming from, and but he worries me. I I mean, he still can't throw. I still don't think he's a throwing quarterback. He's a running quarterback, and that hampers his ability, big time. Oh, at least Deshaun Watson has got. And you know what's funny? A better contract coming up, right? Yeah. Burrow's contract's coming up. His extension's coming up, and dude, the, the. He's definitely going to get more money, and he's, he deserves more money, in my opinion. Well, but, and, and here's the thing. With Burrow, they're talking about not giving him a, a set dollar amount, but giving him a percentage of the cap every year. Oh, so it just fluctuates based on what they no. can structure around him as far as, like, the players go, who they can put around him. It'll, I mean, it actually works out perfectly if they do that. Um as the cap begins to grow because they're going to start pushing it, he's going to continue to make money. So they have a continual contract of, look, you're going to continue to make money, bro. Like, hey, every year you're going to get a raise instead of it being $50 million, uh for the first year or the second year. If the cap goes up $5 million, you're going to get a, a percent increase. So next year you can make 51 or 52 Oh, it's yeah. big. So, what you're saying, Joe? But if he has yeah. like a, a a long-term injury or something like that, then that screws him. Like he doesn't have that guaranteed money, which is if he had signed like a four-year, front-loaded, 160, 180 million dollar, you know, deal. If he gets in into an injury situation, he still gets that 180, regardless. Correct, and and I don't agree. I I don't agree with all this fully guaranteed money bullshit because you're right. What if what if Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson, they get injured? They get injured and they can't play again. Are these teams locked in to pay this guy for the right. next four years? These players are not playing golf, right? Else? They're playing football at the end of the day. They're going to get hurt. All the contracts are exactly. We've seen guys need Tommy John surgery a year after signing like a $200 million contract. And then that team's like, fuck, wondering if their pitcher is going to come back the way he was or what they paid for. I The Browns, stupidly, so desperate to field a winning team fucking broke the system for paying quarterbacks. The Browns straight broke the fucking system, and I fucking hate Jimmy Haslam for it. In, in fact, I know you're not listening, Jimmy Haslam, but fuck you. Fuck you for I hope he is listening because he's yeah, still ripping off with the flying J-stops. Yeah. 
fucking asshole. Well, I mean, let's take away not only did he fuck everything up by being ridiculous, but uh, also you're going to give somebody that does the shit that Sean Watson did uh, that kind of money, like, you're a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah, that just goes to show you about character for, for a front, like upper management, right? Yeah. What kind of character do they have? None. None. Jimmy Haslam, you're a piece of shit. Piece of um, shit. We're just going to look at that. Um, Come on, Joe, drop drop a sound bite, man. <laughs> uh, that that was a good uh, one, dude. You should have like a you should have a fucking toilet sound for that. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you! I double dare you, motherfucker! Say what one more goddamn time? Here, I got one what? for you guys. For, I got one for you. <laughs> Oh, this is a shawarma guy. Mills. At home, 
at at home last year as a rookie, he averaged eight yards per attempt. He had a 12-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio and a 109.6 passing rate, passer rating over nine home games as a rookie. This is his second year now. They're at home. I think the Texans could be very sneaky here. I still like the Colts like a 23-20 to 20 game, but I think Pierce, uh, could have a very solid game. He might not get much work in the passing game because that looks to be Burkhead. But I could see, see Pierce running for about 85 yards, uh, getting a touchdown, and maybe catching two or three balls for about 25 yards. So I think Damian Pierce is a very is another underrated start here. Uh, for my sit, I'm sitting Saquon Barkley. A lot of people are high on Barkley. They say he's got a new look. He looks ready to carry the load. He looks good in Brian Dabble's offense. I'll believe it when I see it. Barkley has been shit for two years, and he now goes up against a very good Titans defense. I know that they lost Harold Landry, uh, but I think the Titans are physical, and I don't think Barkley's going to have the rushing room uh, to go uh, that you know to people think he's going to have. I, I see a game where he has about 14 carries for 38 yards, and maybe catches about four passes for another 30 yards. Uh, he's going to be highly disappointing. Maybe he gets 10 or 11 points in the PPR, which which is right now well below what he's projecting, which is about 18 points. So I would definitely sit Saquon Barkley uh, if you have him starting in your roster. But, uh, Sam, how about you? I got um, – uh, I'll go ahead with my, my uh, starts, I guess. Uh, okay. How about that? So, uh, for tight end, uh, I will go ahead and say I, uh, Albert O is a good start for uh, Denver, in my you opinion. You Albert O because you can't pronounce his last name? That's 110% correct. <laughs> I don't want to butcher it on air, right? So, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say Albert O. So, I think Albert O is a good – uh, move as far as uh, tight end goes. Um, again, if, if you were in a league where you weren't able to pick up a premium tight end, I think he's a good tight end to start. If you're kind of scraping the barrels and looking for like a Cole Komet or whatever else, you know, um, I think that's a good start. Uh, for um, running, I'm oh, sorry, for wide receivers, I think Brandon Ayuk is a good start for, uh, for wide receivers because I feel like uh, they're going to zone in on Kittle and on Samuel, and I feel like based on what Lance has shown with Ayuk uh, in offseason, in training camp and everything else, I think it's a good move for, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to kind of slot him in, and he might get, he might be the one that gets the touchdown. So he's, he's going to go ahead and, and get the number two corner, uh, you know, so it's, it's a possibility he might have a good game. So Ayuk, interesting note on that real quick, Sam is George Kittle has a pretty severe groin strain. Oh, really? Okay. He's listed as doubtful for week one. They say he might try to go, but he'll be at about 60%. So even if he does try to go, he would, A, be on the snap count, and, B, he probably wouldn't be much more than a decoy. So mm-hmm. Brandon Ayuk, a very sneaky, very good start. Uh, I could see him having a pretty pretty big game week one. Right. And as far as my sit goes, I would go ahead and, and the two people that I would sit – is I would sit Zeke, uh, the 10th uh, base front four, I think is talented enough to contain an aging back. Um, he might get goal line work. Tony Pollard, in my opinion, is the more athletic back right now. Um, 
and then you know Dak's ankle and how he's you know if they don't get if they don't get the run game going and they can't establish a pass game, then everything's going to go shit across the board. So that's I think that's a, a, a sit for me. I would sit them because you still you you lost Tyrone Smith, you know your left tackle, starting left tackle. He's a stud. It's a you know it's a it's an opportunity where Pollard could probably show his his athleticism a little bit more. And then the last sit I have is DK Metcalf. I think the Broncos. Um, Secondary is is good enough to keep up with whatever shit quarterback uh, that that uh, the Seahawks decide to to trot out. Whether it's Geno Smith or Drew Locke, neither one of them is going to be able to get the ball. The DK. Very good, very good. I 100% have no issues with this list. Um, Josh, how about you? Uh, I, I kind of agree with uh, with Sam with uh, Zeke. I would sit him. I, I don't think. Even watching that game last year, he didn't have a lot of a lot of points. It was more of a passing attack from Dallas, and I think that continues against the Bucks defense. Um, their corners are just weak. Their safeties aren't as good as their front. So, absolutely sit Zeke. Uh, and I'm going to go with A.J. Brown, too. Uh, I would sit him. I don't like Jalen Hurts being a passer. I, I don't see him even against the communicating Detroit well secondary? with – I still don't see it. I mean, oh, you look at last year, they had a really good receiver, Devontae Smith, and he wasn't targeted as much. It was more of a run-heavy offense, and I, I just – that's what I see. It'll be Hurts and Miles Sanders all day. Um, start him, I do, I do like it, the A.J. Green. Uh, but it, I, w- I would have to say Marquise Brown, definitely start him. I think he's definitely going to be the, the go-to being with Kyler Murray. Um, maybe uh, between Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton is my other one. Um, I'm thinking Cortland Sutton. I, I think he just can have a better uh, relationship with Russell Wilson. Uh, and, and it sounds like Judy just it's just not getting the offense with Russell right now. And so that's, that's my oh, man, You're, you're going to be, be surprised. And, you're gonna you're gonna be surprised, dude. Jerry Judy is a uh, uh, he's pretty much Cooper Cup when it comes to routes, dude. This guy's immaculate at running routes, and you'll see. I, I know everyone's on the Sutton camp, but we'll see. Big long season to go. I'm not high on Jerry Judy at all, but we both. We'll yeah, see. I'm not. I, I, I'm not really high on and, Cortland Sutton. And if you want to get I'm if you want to go with the rookie, Chris Olave. Yeah. Against the Falcons defense. Okay. Yeah. You want to start a rookie? You fucking homer. <laughs> Why am I a homer, bitch? Because it's an Ohio State guy? It's not a yeah. Nebraska guy? <laughs> I mean, it's not my fault uh, that no. my team my team beat somebody in the top five and your team barely beat fucking Division Two team. Yeah, I know. But that's okay. Maybe Urban Meyer <laughs> will come coach. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, do you want to throw your hat in the ring on this fantasy talk, or are you going to take a hard pass? No, hard not. pass. Hard pass. Kiss my ass. Oh. <laughs> now, in terms of, like, you know, ones that I think you should play, I'm I'm not going that route. I'm actually going to talk uh, – there's, there's two that, like, I feel like people need to probably sit. Like, I just don't feel okay. like they're going to do a whole lot. 
Um, but um, Javante Williams from Denver. Okay. Uh, you know, running back. I, you know, with with them bringing in Russell Wilson and trying to focus more on on the pass. Um, you know, I'm not really sure like, if he's going to get as many uh, touches as, you know, he used to. Uh, They're going against Seattle's defense. He's going to get the ball. <laughs> you hope, Josh. You better hope. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. God damn it. You're saying, Josh, for hope. <laughs> uh, and then also uh, – I'm going to hit on uh, – well, not hit on. Jesus Christ, that sounds terrible. Uh, but uh, Darren Wall, uh, Waller from the Raiders, tight end. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, I think he's a fit, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, he was out a lot of the season uh, last year. And then just for the sheer fact that uh, the Raiders, you know, have one of the highest-paid wide receivers in the NFL uh, – they're going to focus on the long game and not the short. So I feel like he's going to, you know, even though Devontae Adams is going to be taking, you know, taking people off of him, he's also going to be taking away um, opportunities to be targeted. You know what I mean? So like, yeah. I don't see him getting as many yards or opportunities. Okay. Very good. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. Uh, that is it for segment one. We actually, our entire show was basically segment one. We only got about 17 and a half minutes left. So uh, we do have a couple of things I want to talk about before the end of the show. Some of these things we might skip over depending on time constraints. But, guys, there's been a lot of drama inside of AEW, as, as a lot of you know and we may have discussed, but All Out was last weekend. A lot of drama after the show uh, with CM Punk's press conference and the fight with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, which led to Wednesday uh, the uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks being stripped of the trios title and CM Punk being stripped of the of the world championship. Now we're hearing that Punk was seriously injured during the match with John Moxley, hurt his arm. He's going to be out for at least eight months. I don't know if, uh, we don't know if this is a long, elaborated work or if this is really them being punished. I, it, it leads me to believe that they're being punished because the Bucks and Omega got stripped of their titles. And I'm also hearing rumors that Punk could be released. So definitely some drama going on backstage. Guys that don't like each other. What, what, do, you, what do you make of all this, Josh? Uh, first off, I want to go back and, and relive last week's podcast when I correctly predicted Roman Reigns was going to win. That the, one of the surprise guests was going to be probably care. Tyson Fury. And Tyson Fury showed up, okay? And I correctly picked CM Punk winning the title and MJF being a surprise guest. I'm just saying, I guess correctly. Joe, but, Sam, no, can uh, we all do a dramatic slow clap for Josh? <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, there's uh, – so what, what makes me think of, of it being a work a little bit is when have you ever seen a wrestling program have a news conference with reporters? 
I've never seen yeah. it. And you've got all these wrestling. They're asking questions. They're bringing up old stuff. Is it is it there to to bring that stuff out so he does go off on this tangent? And right after the match, no, Tony Khan probably is like, hey, you got you're seriously injured. You probably tore your tricep. So let's figure this out. Let's just do this and get you off. I'll say you're suspended and for eight months. I'll t- strip you of the title, whatnot. And then the Young Bucks just part of the whole thing. Is it a work? But like you said, I think a lot of it has to do with I, – I do think there's a lot of drama going on. Um, okay. Everything I've read, it's – that's just the way CM Punk is. He, he's all about himself. He's not a, yeah, he's a locker been a room guy. Yeah, he's been a dick since day one, bro. He's been a dick since Correct. day one. Um, it, it's funny. It's because Triple H it, it had a promo with CM Punk in the ring, and he's like, oh, if it doesn't go your way, it's – it's it's bad bad for business, and you only care about you. You don't care about these people in the locker room. And it's like, shit, Triple H was actually correct in that, that promo that he just spit on you. So it, it, it kind of seems that way, and there is a lot of drama in the back. Uh, I mean, you've got two two people requesting their release. You've got... Thunder Rosa requesting her release. Malachi Black requesting his release. You've got the drama between the elite, Tony Khan. Uh, is that the reason why Cody, Cody Rhodes left? Because he's seen all this drama happening and, and starting to, the company's starting to become WCW all over again. And when you, when you are the smaller promotion, I mean, right, let's be honest, everyone is small compared to WWE, right? So when you're oh, when you're that smaller promotion, you can't really handle the you can't really like stand up and and be in multiple like storms you know that happen you know they they end up breaking the the the, the uh, company you know unless you have a really strong ground to stand on and that's uh, unfortunately again the WWE has kind of monopolized you know wrestling in that sense where they can handle it man they can weather all those storms and still manage. Yeah, but you don't see you don't see the type of drama that you're seeing now. Vince McMahon wouldn't have this type of shit going on. Uh, I mean, we we all know that because of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. He thought that title was going to go to WCW the very next night, so he screwed Bret Hart over, got the title off of him right before it happened. Yeah. So and Vince took McMahon, Hart, Bret Hart, yeah, shocked him in the face. But as you saw, Bret Hart came back around to WWE down the line because time heals shit. And oh, absolutely. You know, you know. So uh, with AEW though, who would you choose, Josh, to win this tournament? This tournament. Who would you say? All right, you're going to be the champion. You're going to be the face of AEW. Would it, would you put it back on Moxley, or would you try to have it? be somebody new like a Sammy Guevara or or even Daniel Bryan who hasn't held the world title in AEW. Who who are you putting it on? I mean it's it's kinda hard to go against Moxley because he did carry the company uh during the summer and he did a very good job. Uh, to get excitement up, you have to put it on Daniel Bryan. Uh he's gonna go against Chris Jericho it, right after Jericho just beat him. 
I think you're going to have Daniel yeah. Bryan beat him and have Moxley versus Bryan, which we all know Moxley beat Bryan before. So this is this could be Bryan's big match to to get the title again and carry a company. I think he deserves it. Why is Adam Cole not in this tournament? Why don't we have – I feel like he's injured. put some of the wrong dudes in this tournament. There's no Adam Cole. There's no Wardlow. We don't have Eddie Kingston in this tournament. Uh, you know, like Jericho doesn't need to be in this tournament. Jericho's a legend, and he's fine doing his own thing without the world title. Like, I don't understand why they don't have – they put a lot of established people – in this tournament, and I don't think it makes a lot of sense. And and instead of putting the title on a young up and coming star, now if they really want to swerve everybody, what they'll do is on Wednesday, whoever wins the title, uh, or uh, I think it's going to be on next week, not the next week's episode of Dynamite, but the week after is going to be the final, yeah. I believe. They'll they'll make it be like the all out war. I would have MJF cash in right then and there and just take the title. I don't think it's a cash-in uh, right after the match. I think it, they, it's a scheduled match. Oh, okay. So I, don't it's like like, I don't think it's like money in the bank where you can cash it in whenever. Okay, okay. I could be wrong. I, yeah. I, I can't remember how they did the casino chip. Okay, okay. But a, a, uh, well, while we're on well, the subject least... of AEW, Mike, Sam, yeah. I, know, I know you're in uh, Michigan. AEW is coming into town. October 18th, who's coming with me? Uh, live show? Hey, where's where it at? Cincinnati uh, Heritage it Bank. Uh, it's in city? Heritage Bank, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Oh, Cincinnati. Okay, okay. Yep. Hey, hey Sam, that might be a good a good, good time to just book your, uh, book your time down here and just come hang out. Yeah, actually, that might be a good little, quick little getaway. You know, so is AEW not live because it's on a Tuesday? It usually is. I think it's just a show. But uh, what what's weird is I, it's AEW uh, Dynamite. It's Dynamite October 18th, but it's, it's on a Tuesday. It might be a special Dynamite because it's Moxley's hometown. Uh, okay. But here's here's a. Uh, Shannon, she was reading up on it. Uh, WWE blocked Heritage Bank Arena from AEW coming to that arena to to perform. That's why they went okay. to the University of Cincinnati. So okay. that contract's up. So that's why they're at Heritage Bank. Gotcha. I thought it was okay. pretty interesting that uh, WWE blocks different companies from performing at a an arena that they go to. Yeah. I'll tell you, I can understand That's, Madison Square Garden, but come on, it's fucking Cincinnati. Exactly. Not yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's these Midwest towns, Josh. You know, you know the the, the draw is out in Michigan, in Ohio, in uh, Indiana, uh, those places. Even Illinois, for that matter. I mean, the, the draws are huge. You know, they're actually massive. Whereas on the East Coast in Madison Square Garden, it's almost expected, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, all right. So, uh, real quick, because we only got about seven minutes left to go on the show, and I want to cover some other things before we uh, before we end the show. 
Uh, I want to talk a little baseball because we are all bases covered. People get us confused because we're not a 100% baseball show. Uh, that's why we cover all bases because we talk about everything. But anyways, um, Albert Pujols, guys, he's close to 700 home runs. The dude's been a monster for his entire career. Um, where would you guys rank Albert Pujols all-time baseball player? Top 10, top 15. Uh, let's just go over the stats real quick. He's got 3,364 hits, so he's, got, he's in a 3,000-hit club. He has a batting average of 296. This is actually three about four seasons ago where his batting average has kind of dipped. He's five home runs shy of 700 home runs. He's got 695 home runs. He's an 11-time All-Star. He's won two World Series championships. He's a three-time MVP. He's a rookie of the year winner, and he's won two gold gloves. Pretty. That pretty, to me is top ten, bro, for sure. And he, he's I say top fifteen. He's a steroids. But he did it in in, a, in an era where everyone else was juicing as well. He's old enough. But he played right. with the guys that were juicing, right? Oh, absolutely. And he, yeah. and he wasn't one uh, of those, right? No, he, I think he was coming at the tail end of the steroid era. That's true. Because yeah. he came up, he came, he made his debut in the majors in 2001. So that was close to the end of it, but still, like there's still a lot of guys that he played with, like Manny Ramirez. That was yeah. They they continued. I, I his generation, you know, th- there are players that juice. You yeah, know. absolutely. Oh, Barry Bonds was still playing. Clemens was still playing. Yeah, so Barry I mean, Bonds, Sammy, Sammy Sosa, Lammy Sosa. Yeah, I mean, and those and those guys, they're they're considered the the top. They're considered the, you know some of the best. And he did it without choosing, to my knowledge. Unless you know, Joe, you have some information. I don't think there's been anything steroid related scandal wise with Albert. No, not that I know of. Unless something comes no. out later. But yeah. yeah, I didn't see anything. No, no, Albert would, Albert Pools was always legit. Uh, yeah. The last the last like four years, he hasn't been a shell of himself. So I think that kind of tarnishes it. He was just looking to get stats the last couple of years. Yeah. But I mean, I, I think he's a top 15 player. I don't think he's top 10. Cause okay. I got to throw some of them. You got to throw some of these pitchers in there too. I mean, you've got nine spots in the, in the baseball diamond, right? So you got to have a top, top uh, player for each position. And not necessarily. Oh, not if we're going top ten of all time, because there's there's some guys at second base that I would put pool holes over. Like, oh no, I, I know getting, that. No, know, I, like, I get that. I'm just saying there's. Yeah. Out of every every single baseball player, you got you got nine spots on the diamond, right? So. No, you're right. I mean, so most of top, the guys I have. 10, yeah. Sorry, Josh. Top ten, go ahead, you're looking buddy. what? Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle. Uh, Rose. Uh, no, he Rose is not in the top ten. Sorry, he Rose DiMaggio. I I don't know if I put DiMaggio up there. I mean, I, I so let or me no, tell Ted you, Williams. I would have Sorry, Ted Williams. Ted Williams. Okay, Ted DiMaggio. Williams, Ted Willie Mays, Ken Griffey Jr., Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds. I would put Barry Bonds up there. Steroids be damned. Barry Bonds is one of the greatest ball players to ever live. And then, and then you got you got some of these pitchers, Tom Seaver, Nolan Ryan. Greg uh, Maddox, right? Greg Maddox. 
Tom Glavin, John Smoltz, yeah. Randy Johnson. No, but Glavin and Smoltz. I'm sorry, Glavin and Smoltz aren't in there as top ten players for me. I, I, I think you have to look at the dominance, and you have to look at a lot of different factors. Uh, and pool, you're right, though. Going back through the history of the game, it's hard to put pool holes, maybe top ten, when we've just mentioned eight guys, and I'm sure we're forgetting a few. I would put Johnny Bench in the top ten because Johnny Bench, for catcher, yeah. he revolutionized the the position. I exactly. mean, Johnny Bench was a 14. I, I take that back, Mike. Uh, not the top ten because okay. there's way too many names <laughs> that were just thrown out that, yeah, I would put above. Yeah, yeah. But he's definitely an all-time great, and he's easily a first-ballot Hall of Famer. I think we can all agree uh, if, on that. If that if that man doesn't get 100% of the votes, the fucking yeah. – it, it's bullshit. It's rigged. It's rigged. <laughs> it's rigged, just like King Griffey. King Griffey Jr. Exactly. Absolutely should have been 100% in the Hall of Fame, and what, two people voted not to get him in? Like, are you serious? Yeah, so – Stupid, just so he wouldn't have 100% of the vote. But then they went ahead and put Mariano Rivera on 100% of the fucking ballot. So fuck you, fucking baseball writers, cocksuckers. All right. Fuck you, uh, Because <laughs> we, are, we are running out of time. We got about two minutes left. And I wanted to do a rotten review as we end the show going into the weekend. It's a weekend show. A lot of movie watching here. So I, I'm going to tell you what. This movie I picked. Got a terrible score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 17% score by critics and a 36% audience score. But I think some people are just hating on it. Spawn, that came out in 1997, starring John Lake and Michael I actually liked it. And Martin Steen. Oh, I fucking loved that it. That was not that bad of a movie, man. I liked it, man. I liked it. I did, too. Now, the I second one? Like... The second one no, I can the understand. The first Spawn. one was legit. The, the first, yeah, the original one. The original one that came yeah. out in 1997. Like, yeah, that, I, don't I know, love man. that one. Like, I, how, I don't think, you know, John Leguizamo was the fat clown. He was pretty entertaining. Um, you know, it was, uh, was it the best superhero movie ever? No, but damn, dude, like 13%. Like, the audience really legit hated it that much. Like, I'm going to read to you one of the audience reviews for it. Atrocious garbage. Spawn is a poorly made B-horror film. After being betrayed and killed by his boss, black ops assassin Al Simmons makes a deal with the devil uh, to lead the legions of hell in a war against heaven in exchange for being allowed to return to the world and see his former wife. The acting is quite awful, particularly Martin Sheen and John Lake Wazama, who really ham it up. However, the actors don't have much to work with as the script is horrendously bad. Additionally, the set looks incredibly cheap, and the special effects are cartoonish. One of the worst comic book films ever made. Spawn fails on every level. Now, now question: When was that? When was that written? Nineteen ninety-seven is when it came out. That, that no review was written out. in two thousand and fifteen. That review was written in two thousand and fifteen oh, by you. Yeah. See, well, no fucking I, shit. Well, I mean, I, no I, shit, of course. I, I mean, if you I watch it. <laughs> I can go back and rip on all kinds of fucking movies from 20, 30 years ago. But hey, who here, rem- so who, who here remembers Kazam? Uh, oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, who who remembers Batman and Robin? You And fucking with George Clooney as Batman. You can fucking see the wires in no, that movie. That was a, ter- that was a ter- Our, terrible movie. 
you got Terrible. the Terminator as Mr. Freeze. Oh, yeah. yeah that was supposed to be the draw. That was supposed to yeah. be the draw, really. Oh, exactly. And he had just cheesy one-liners the entire movie. Cheesy uh-huh. one-liners. <laughs> Terrible. You're right. He did. I got to look up some of Mr. Freeze's lines before we cut off the show. Um, I got to see this because, and then you, you have to say it in the Arnold in the Arnold voice, but he had like uh, had a bunch of uh, fucking like puns. Um, oh yeah, hold yeah, on, yeah. just Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> allow me. To I shall the repay ice. them. <laughs> allow me to break the ice. Cool party. <laughs> oh, God, this is terrible. Oh, oh. oh hold on. No, I, mean, oh, like, I, I, I think Spawn was a decent oh, movie for its time. With with special yeah. effects now, you go back and, and remake that movie, it's five times better. Just because oh, the CGI sure. is ten times better now. It is. You're right. 100%, man. I, I got to agree. Um, I mean, right, boys, that is... Yeah, I, I know you're about to wrap. Freeze in hell, Batman. You know, <laughs> you know, people talk so much shit about old movies. It's like you gotta respect like how they did it for the time. Like, exactly. Stop exactly. Being a That's like someone like effects talking about the effects of Star Wars and saying it was shitty. Well, the fucking movie came out in 1979. What do you expect? And listen, it was right. still if you if you think about the time that it came out, it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Right. Oh, absolutely. And, and anyone that says Star Wars when it came out was bad can suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, that's all the time we got. I wish you all luck in the pair, uh, on your on your picks. I hope we're all four zero, and no one's going to the punishment uh, for week one. But we'll see. Uh, we didn't get any of the special helmets week one. There was no there was no pick swap. There was no double trouble punishment instant double death, and there was no golden helmet of freedom. So. Should be interesting to see for next week. Uh, but I wish you all luck. Yep, thank you, Joe. And we will be back at you again on Monday. If any of us lose, we will be uh, uh, merciless in our ridicule of them. So thanks, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. And this bud's for you. There we go. You know this, man. <laughs> we cover all the hey, issues, basic, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us, cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing, all bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome, first to the second, the topics, they change.